How about this, Elvis? Episode two. Who'd have thought we'd got to an episode two? Who'd have thought we'd got to an episode one in the first place? It has actually been a long time coming, hasn't it? It has. It's been, yeah, it's been a long time in gestation. I think it's probably. And um, obviously we had to go away and watch the episodes numerous times, which of course you've done, haven't you? Oh, you know me. I'm a consummate professional. So I've watched each episode at least nearly once. So shall I introduce which one we're doing this week? <laughs> I think it'd probably be the safest thing to do. Okay, so I'll chuck you a curveball here. It's uh, Faulty Towers. It's Series 2, Episode 5, The Anniversary. It's a classic. It's a classic. It is an app. Guilt Edge classic. And if I'm not wrong, that's the second to last episode ever. It is indeed. Imagine doing only 12 episodes. We were chatting in the pub the other day about this, mm. but, you know, just leave them wanting. I know. I'm, do you know, there's not a bad episode out of, uh, out of the whole thing. Out of all 12 episodes, no, all. there isn't, no, there isn't no. a duffer in there. I'd watch every single one numerous times quite happily. I know. It's, it's, it, was, it, it was just an incredible show. That I, there, are, there is some stuff in there that, that is very, very of the 1970s and you could not really broadcast it or make it today. Even in the episode we're talking about today, yeah. there are a few, aren't there, where you like sort of take a deep intake of breath and think, mm, I'm not sure you should be saying that. Yeah. But, you know, it's usually it's, the major uh... who, in fact, there is, I'm not, obviously I shan't repeat it, but the major does have a, uh, a little tirade, a comic episode it's in, which is horrific. You would, there was no way you would uh, use that sort of language in this day and age. Um, and, and Basil yeah, does actually kind um... of make a point of it as well when he does it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's um, it's the one where she's still got my wallet, isn't it? Oh, is it Mrs. Richards? No, 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 no. No, he says he takes that lady to watch the cricket. Oh yes. Uh, she went off to powder her nose, and um, <laughs> still got my wallet. You know. <laughs> still got my wallet, old boy. Is it time for a drink yet, old boy? Yeah. Papers arrived yet, Palty? I do like the major. Yeah. But this so, this is a, 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 a well because again some episodes can be uh, they can be difficult to watch sometimes because they are so excruciating. Um, but this one it, it, it is excruciating, but it's just it's such a roller coaster and such a thoroughly enjoyable ride. It is. I I I was thinking, and I did even in my notes. And yes, I have made some notes. I did put it's it's so cringeworthy. It's almost unwatchable. Yeah. Because it's so, you just, you think, oh my goodness me, what's going to happen next? And can he actually do that? And uh, particularly, you know, towards the end, and we'll come on the synopsis of the thing, but particularly where um, Connie Booth, Polly, whacks the nurse in the face. <laughs> she hit me. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, that even though you know what's going to happen, because I've got, I must have watched this episode 15 times, 20 times through the years, and you know exactly what's going to happen, but it's still excruciating to watch because of the, just the situation he gets himself into. And it just gets uh, worse absolutely. and worse and worse as it goes on. And, and I think with all good sitcoms and also, you know, comedy dramas, we did uh, Minder in the first episode... It, it is all about the writing, but it is also definitely about the periphery characters. Yeah. So actually, in this episode, and you know, as as luck would have it, Ken Campbell was in our first one. He's also in this one, and he steals the show. Oh, he does. He has by far the best lines throughout the whole thing, and he's a brilliant character actor anyway. But he, oh, his lines are just are just brilliant. The little underhand quips he does against Basil all the time. Oh, 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 I nearly geez. gave one away then, but it, I tell you what, we should talk. First of all, I mean, it's this is packed full of amazing actors as well. 
So, I mean, obviously you've got uh, sort of the main cast there. You've got Prunella Scales, uh, Connie Booth, and obviously John Cleese. Um, and then we were saying before, weren't we? We were thinking, Terry, the, the, the chef. Who's Terry the chef? Uh, and then you looked it up and it's Brian, Brian Hall. Hall. And what did you say yeah. he's in as well? Oh, he's, he's in quite a lot of situation comedies. But, but I vaguely, well, it's not vaguely, I do remember him in McVicar. Right, yeah. With uh, Roger Daltrey, yeah. he's uh, he's one of the well, he's one of the cons, but uh, I uh, he's so he's a bit of a hard man. But he's 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 in um, an episode of the Sweeney. I think he's a driver. He's a wheel man, as they call them, <laughs> that sort of thing. And uh, he does look look a bit like an East End gangster, doesn't he? He so, does. Uh, yeah, he does yeah, fit the part yeah. quite nicely. And then of course you've got Andrew Saxon there, who plays the role of his lifetime, um, just brilliantly. You couldn't have put anybody else in that role, really. Oh, and again, he, he he's only on the edge of it, isn't he? Because yeah. he's making a paella for for the celebration of the anniversary. <laughs> and and one thing I think I think, you know, I tell him it's 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 paella, not stinking cockney eel pie. Because <laughs> Terry's nose is out of joint because he's the chef. He said, "I did go to catering college, Mister Faulty. I can do you know, I could do anything Spanish for you." And. Uh, uh, I think one of those is Franco Fritters, isn't he? <laughs> it is, yeah. And then, well, because because Manuel comes through at one point and says he's trying to put mince in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a fish meal. He's trying to put mince in it. Oh, dear. So, anyway, so just right. So we so how should we run through this? Alvin? Should we just talk about the the whole episode as it sort of starts? Get to the middle of it. Get to the end of it. Let's just chat that whole thing through. And it all starts quite sedately, really, doesn't it? A little chat in the kitchen. Absolutely. So um, Sybil and Polly are talking, aren't they, saying, yeah. you know, he's forgotten it again and, you know, sort of almost against men and, uh, you know, it's terrible. He forgot it last year. He's, It looks like he's forgotten it this year. And, and Basil really massively plays up to it. And then Polly says, you've forgotten your anniversary. No, I haven't. I've uh, just got a surprise. Got some guests all turning up in 10 minutes and uh, I don't want to be skinned alive like I was last year. And obviously Sybil gets more and more wound up because he just, he just is, um, I mean, it's it's classic, isn't he? When when she says seventeenth of April, Basil, does that not ring any bells? And he like looks up. Battle says, of Agincourt. Oh my God, Agincourt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like even you get right from the get go as well. So when he comes into the kitchen at the beginning, and um, Polly and Sybil are, are having a right good moan about him, he's whistling and humming away to himself. And he comes in and he says, "Do you know what that's based on? Ode to Joy. Morning, dear." Yes. <laughs> And it's just these little lines here and there. So then it gets to a point, doesn't it? So he has actually remembered, and he admits to uh, to Polly that he has remembered. But what he's done is he's arranged this this surprise party uh, for um, for Sybil. But unfortunately, Sybil's quite annoyed by this point. Uh, and then poor Manuel is stood in reception trying to get Basil's attention. What's Basil doing? He's doing something else. Come on, what he's doing? Um, well, he's having a chat with Terry, isn't he? Because oh, Terry's saying, right. I can do, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And poor old Manuel's trying to get his attention um, because Sybil is trotting down the steps uh, as, he, as he rambles, um, ready to, to, to go off for the day. So he has a sudden panic and legs it outside, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, yeah, so, it, so he goes away. And then... Um, he sees her driving off, doesn't he? She's yeah. off to play golf, isn't she? But, uh, so then he's down on all um, fours on, uh, on the tarmac, yeah. oh, banging his God. hands on the tarmac. And then Ken Campbell makes his first arrival in uh, what looks like an Austin princess. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. And then he pulls up, winds his bit, everything all right, Paz? So yeah, lumps in the road. Uh, just, uh, Roger, just, just flattening him out. Oh, there we go. 
And then he, he he's just he's just a bundle of, of of everything, isn't he? Really, because he just gets up, legs it, beats them into reception, <laughs> jumps over the plant pot as he goes into uh, the hallway and uh, goes in there. And um, his his opening gambit is um, ah, sib sib not well, that sort of thing. And, she, and Roger comes quickly, doesn't he? Sib ill. You get it, Baz? And he looks at him, doesn't he, with, with the most horror-struck look, doesn't he? Well, I call her Sib, and she's not well. Sib ill, Baz well, and then, of course, Andrew Sachs turns around and he says, man well. <laughs> it's, it's just so bad, it's so funny. Yeah, he's desperate for a drink, poor Roger. So they're trying to get up. Oh, yes. I think right, right from the get-go, they're trying to get upstairs to say hello to her, aren't they? And he's saying no, no, no. And then he has his uh, has his shrapnel incident in his knee, like he does most episodes, <laughs> when he needs to get, when he needs to deflect very quickly. Oh, oh it's the old shrapnel. Oh dear. It's thinking time, isn't it? It is exactly. Are we having a drink yet, Baz? Uh, come on. And he gets, so they wander through into the bar, and and that's when it starts really getting complicated because more people start arriving. Absolutely, but but also, but he just he just weaves this web of deceit doesn't he because he just he's and then polly's meant to be on his side and they they just contradict each other don't they like sort of thing uh, right. her 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 eyes are swollen her sw- swollen swollen thighs <laughs> <laughs> she's got swollen thighs <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit um, like, but her eyes are oh, swollen as well <laughs> a little bit you know not badly has the doctor been? Yes, yes, the doctor's been. Yes, he says it. You know, she's she's unwell, but you know, not not badly unwell. And then I think Sybil. I know we say it's Polly. Then let it out that actually the doctor hasn't been. Well, I thought Basil said the doctor had been. No, that was the dentist. The dentist. <laughs> well, he has he's medical. He had a look. And then uh, somebody else comes in later and says, "Has the doctor been?" And then uh, and then Roger says, "Well, well, no, but the dentist's had a good look." <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Because because. I... <laughs> Also, Roger says, well, a dentist, and of course, obviously, um, uh, Basil Fawlty turns round and again deflects it, another web of sea. Well, yes, yes, actually, in the hotel, dentists do go on holiday, Roger. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the dentists had a good look. I do like him. He's a great character. And then a few of the others oh, start arriving, don't they? And then they start just absolutely badgering Baz to try and go upstairs and see her. Uh, and he's constantly trying to deflect again, isn't he? He's just trying to push it away and push it away. And that's where his his lies start to unravel a little bit. Because uh, one because one set of guests come in and say, "Oh, is Sybil not here?" And it's well, well no, no, she's unwell. She's she's upstairs. So oh, right, it's just because we've just seen her in town in the maxi. <laughs> no, that'll be uh, that'll be that northern woman. Have you met her? <laughs> I met her at a fake no. once. And then Roger, Roger comes in and says, yes, well, you know, have, have they stolen your car, Baz? Because it's not outside. <laughs> yes, in the garage, Baz. Uh, uh, Roger. It's in the garage, Whoa. Roger. It's, it's just, just, just unravelling in front of him. Of course, Roger, although he's not spot on, he he, he knows something's afoot, doesn't he? They've had a row yeah. um, and she won't come She's down. She's refusing to come down. has gone a little bit further down, but yeah. Yeah, they don't quite realise what's about to happen. Um, but then they they continue, and that's right because one of them is it uh, is it Roger's wife? No, because Roger's wife is in Stubbs, um, the larger lady. I can't remember whose wife she is. Anyway, she says she eventually says, "Well, I'm just going up," um, and he says, "Well, no, you, you you can't. What gives the right to do that?" And she says, "Well, I am a nurse, Basil." And he goes, "Oh God, 
Yes, yes, of course you're a nurse. Of course you are. After all these years, you think, have you lost weight? Good Lord, you haven't you? <laughs> He starts kissing her, doesn't he? Yes. So thank goodness you're a nurse. I've always been thankful for you being a nurse. Oh dear. And but, then um, I think he acquiesces at that point, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then he he calls Polly out, doesn't he? And they 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 go up there, and and she, he. I mean, he's quite aggressive with her, isn't he? Oh I yeah. Mean, they are, They were obviously married at the time, but um, he sort of swings her around, drags her in. He goes, no, 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 because she knows exactly what he's going to do, don't they? Sort of, no, 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 absolutely not, and she refuses, doesn't he? And and, and eventually, again, it, the, the old war wound comes up again, doesn't it? Well, it, it but does. Eventually, but because oh, but, Polly's actually after some money as well, isn't she? Because right at the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, trying she... to get a hundred quid off him uh, as a loan to buy a car. So eventually she says, all right, 100 quid. Yeah, all right then. And then he pulls it out of his wallet. Yeah, whatever. So that's how he gets her to do it. Um, and uh, Because because the, his, when when he threatens her, doesn't he, to yeah. say, you'll never waitress in Torquay again. <laughs> 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 oh, dear, what a line. I mean, they must have had an absolute joy writing it because Connie Booth and uh, John Cleese were married, weren't they? Yeah. So, and they, you know, it's, it's just the lines keep coming. And... Uh, and she also says, which which I've often thought this, that is how they were inspired by it. You want to, you know, you want to appear in a Marx Brothers film. That's up to you. But you know, and it is a Marx Brothers film, isn't it? It really absolutely. is Duck Soup or something like yeah. that, you know. So, oh, absolutely. So and, it, and and that's the great thing. It it gets um, almost a caricature of itself as it goes along. It just gets more and more grotesque in the whole thing. So then you've got poor Polly, uh, who's wedged in a bed, and they're going to make her up and stick a wig on her to make her pretend she's an unwell Sybil. So, and, and again, that takes a little while to achieve, doesn't it? And 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 to be fair, I did think this this morning when I looked at it. She does look like Sybil. She says, oh, yeah. just stick one of her wigs on and one of her cardies and you'll be fine. One of her, her nighties and you'll be absolutely fine. And it does. But they keep the light off, don't they? Well, is it? Well, and they keep they keep tripping over and falling over each other. But what I love one is One of them the... does his ankle, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he does. Uh, but what I love is the run up to that scene as well. So they they build that set build that build that up really really nicely before it because they get them all everybody comes upstairs no no yes yes come on come on all right and then they all line up outside the room uh, I'll go and get some nuts so he runs off downstairs gets some nuts uh, crisps anybody want crisps then he falls over drops the nuts oh no and then he has to go off and get a dustpan and brush and I think it's at that point that um, that Roger says um, who wants to go to the boozer or play golf when you can come to one of Baz's dudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's but actually, he's 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 on top form as well, isn't he? When when um, he he said he drops the nuts on the floor, and he said we were going to have this um carpet, you know, uh, carpet changed. He goes, we, we, "Do you like the wallpaper? It's to match the carpet." And Roger comes quick as a flash, doesn't he? Well, Baz, one will have to go. My money's on the carpet. <laughs> have you got a chock eyes? Yes, yes. Have you? Have you got to say when he's not for the nuts round nuts, Roger? Have you got a chock ice? <laughs> he's a genius. It totally, is. Ken Campbell. We, we should do a whole blooming um, oh, we podcast on Ken Campbell, but we've, that's coming later, folks. And I, th- I think it's that same scene as well, uh, where he turns to to to, um, to Basil and says, uh, "What time's the main feature, Baz?" As well, which is another great <laughs> line. It's just as things are building up and escalating, being, "What time's the main feature, Baz?" 
Oh, it's brilliant. Oh. And then eventually, so he has to keep popping in and out the room, doesn't he? And having a knock. It's yes. ready now. Not quite. No, nearly. You know, she's just putting a bit of makeup on. Well, she's not putting makeup on for him. Just, you know, just around the eyes and, you know, just, you know. No, come on, come on, come in, come in, come in, come in. So as you say, he takes him in there, doesn't he? And he's got all the lights off in there. Uh, hardly a, a glint of light coming into the room. And everybody's tripping over each other and they can't see anything. And then what does he do? I and think he sit, yeah. does he sits a swipe, uh, side light on and a little bit of the curtain open, I think, Yeah, a he? tiny little side light. That's actually when you see her. And, you, and, 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 you know, in fairness, she does look like Sybil. Yeah. So she could pass. And she's got white stuff coming out of her mouth where she's sort of doing her Marlon Brando, isn't she? That sort of thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it's, brilliant. it's oh, so good. And, and then, then obviously, because it's, it's when they spot the white stuff coming out of her mouth, isn't it? Is the nurse goes, is that, "What's that coming out of her mouth?" So, and then oh, she tries to get a, a look. Let me have you. a look. And then she tries to get close, and she starts to inspect her. And then um, that's when Polly Polly lamps her one. And and but <laughs> so so Polly lamps her, and then like you know they all say she hit me, and Basil goes, "Don't hit our friends," <laughs> and then starts hitting her. <laughs> I've told you about that before. It's just it, this is where it is the Marx Brothers, isn't it? And he is, you know, Harpo or Groucho or something. You know, he's, he's he must have been so influenced by them. Oh and, yeah. Um, and obviously they then all crawl down the stairs, don't they? And uh, they're sort of hobbling. One's being carried off. Roger wants another drink, and Una uh, <laughs> Stubbs is telling him to stop it. Alice, isn't it? She is like, stop it, Roger. Oh dear! And then, of course, the piece to the resistance is yeah. She turns up. Sybil drives back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant because Basil's stood in reception there, isn't he? And then she comes back through the door, and she says, "Yes, it's like you don't even want me to come back." And he's looking around the floor, and he and he spots a bit of lint on his jacket. What's that there? And he picks it off like that, doesn't he? And it's just brilliant. Um, and then is that is that? I think that's the point where some of the guests start to wander through. Is it? Yeah, well, I think she then goes back out to the car right. as they come running down. She's having a chat with Audrey. Oh, that's right. she, oh I Audrey. know. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I've forgotten my golf clubs. And she goes back <laughs> in just as they're all coming downstairs. And then she arrives and says, oh, what? And Basil says, what a coincidence. We were just talking about you, that sort of thing. <laughs> and he, how is the North? How it? is the North? north? <laughs> well, I, don't, I so, don't know if you remember me. I, we met at a fate once. Oh. How is the North? Then he bundles her through to the kitchen as quick as he can, doesn't he? Where Manuel and Terry are fighting <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and he puts her in a fridge. Like, I'll explain later. And he just wedges yeah. her, <laughs> her in the fridge. <laughs> and he comes back and he says, how extraordinary. <laughs> She's uh, just come round to have a look at one of our fridges. <laughs> It is just the best written. Uh, I mean, that that that's why this is one of my favourites out of the whole lot. It's just the writing throughout the whole thing. It's 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 end to end, line after line. There isn't a pause anywhere. You're either getting a line from Roger, or you're getting a, a really good line from Manuel, or one of Basil's fantastic asides, or something. But it's just it's it's just endless the fun you can they, have. Out they this episode. must have wet themselves writing it. I mean, they yeah. must have known they were onto a winner. Oh, you'd have thought so. You really would. I mean, it, I watched back some other bits from other episodes. I mean, another one of my favourites is Mrs. Richards, um, oh, which yeah. is just an absolute classic. And uh, they go up to the room. She has a look at her room um, for the start. And she says, um, uh, I'm not happy about this room at all. So what, what, what's wrong with it? He said, well, well the, first of all, there's no view. So he goes over to the window and says, yes, yes, 
Yes, that's the view. That is the views. Well, I don't like it. Well, that is Torquay. Madam, I don't know what you're expecting. Herds of wildebeest <laughs> running majestically across the... And it goes on and on from there. And, it says, and the bath? There's no bath? So goes, yeah, that is, yes, that is the bath, as far as I remember. Well, you couldn't drown a mouse in that. And the radio doesn't work. The radio does work. No, it doesn't. It does. And he turns it up to absolute full volume, doesn't he? And then he uh, but the best bit in that whole bit is where he knows that she's wearing a hearing aid. And then he, uh, uh, it's about her money and they're in the office with uh, Sybil. And then all of a sudden he just starts miming without any noise coming out of his mouth at all. And she's tapping her hearing aid and looking at the box and tapping it. And Sybil's shaking her head going, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And then eventually he just goes right up to her ear and shouts as loud as he can in here. And then she bangs her head on a shelf. And then he picks something off, off the floor and says, is this a piece of your brain? It's just, <laughs> it's just a fantastic episode, that. Uh, I mean, when the actors received the script they must have double took on it you know and just it's just like this is absolute god i mean ken campbell must have thought you know this this whole episode revolves around me yeah. you know it's, it's just just pure pure genius oh, and, absolutely um, and, and he's also if if you are sort of terry you know you're not in every episode but each episode you are in, you do get great lines. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And some of the, um, I mean, some of the storylines they wrote into it as well are just so massively inappropriate. It's like they've got a dead body in one, which they're constantly shifting around the whole place <laughs> just to try and keep it out of guests' view. And when they didn't need to do that in the first place, if he'd have just told somebody, it would have been fine. But then he just makes the whole thing worse and worse and worse again. Uh, yeah. That that episode always always tickles me, and it's probably just my sensibility. Is is when that guy's trying to get his hat. But he can't because obviously the body's in the wicker basket, and he goes, he goes, can I? No, no, um, we'll have it sent on. <laughs> like you say, just, just, just reach over and get his flipping hat, man. You know, it's just so fantastic, and that, that's the one with Jeffrey Palmer cooking the sausages. Isn't it, it is absolutely, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. the one with the rat yeah. that comes out of the um, out of the uh, the crackers tin as well? I think uh, it no, is. I think that's another episode. Oh, is it? That's uh, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, is that yeah. the episode with the annoying child in it and the parents who just want to oh, give? No, a... no, no. I th- actually, I do think I do think you might be right. Actually, I do, I do. That's the hotel inspector, isn't yeah, it? it? Sorry, is. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. they all merge into one. But the, no, the uh, the the one with the annoying child, amphibious landing shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> Oh, it is a classic that one, and I do like um, I like the Germans as well, um, which is just and it's that whole little spiel he gives when he's trying to take their order of food at the table, which I can't remember it all, but it, it's he just oh, gets no. it and so again, what amazing, amazing, amazing writing, oh, yeah. sort of thing, and it, I mean it all begins with him having to put a moose head, isn't it? <laughs> it's just when he goes over to the table and he says, um, "Orders." Orders, order, no, hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres, yeah. orders, orders, which must be obeyed at all costs. <laughs> One Goebbels and chips and a... Uh... It's a, it's a Goebbels salad, it's a Goebbels salad, isn't oh, it? it? Goebbels. <laughs> which then does bring you onto the Waldorf salad as well, which is another oh, classic oh, episode. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it in went that... on a back road called the M1. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it in that same episode where somebody orders a fruit salad uh, and then they change the mind? Well, he's opened the tin now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the uh, I think it's the first ever one. I think it was uh, with Lord Melbury, isn't it? Oh um, yes, with um, uh, what's his name, the guy who played Poldark, Robin Ellis. Yeah, 
and um, he's typed the menus and he, he can't type anything right, can he? And he guesses it, doesn't he? And they have a little bit of a laugh about it. I'll have another grail for it, which is grapefruit, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it is good, that one. And Lord Melbury's a little, I'm a little short, old boy. You couldn't... Uh, oh, absolutely. 20? 50? 80? How much? Just, just tell me. It's fine. Oh, Drinks, then after dinner. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And everybody can see he's a complete shyster, but oh, yeah. um, except Basil, who's just completely well by the fact he's called Lord. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's not gourmet nice as well, is it? Uh, no, no, that's which is a classic. <laughs> see, they're just 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 ridiculous, aren't they? That sort of thing. So um, yeah, and gourmet. Just, I, I uh, love gourmet night because it it I it, you can't help but feel sorry for him throughout the whole of that episode. He is trying so hard to actually do something right for a change. <laughs> And it just goes so appallingly oh, wrong. And it's that bit at the end where he's got that, that massive pudding. And then he lifts it up. It's supposed to be a turkey or something, isn't it? And then he lifts it up and there's a pudding it's a duck, there. It's yeah. like, what? And then he puts it back down and he lifts it up again. Then he just gets his hands in the centre of it trying to find the duck that must be in there somewhere. But it, oh, it is just absolutely... This, this, mullet is war, this mullet is raw. <laughs> oh, you wanted it cooked, did you? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, I mean, these lines are just repeated. I mean, this. It, I mean, this is great joy, isn't it? As two wannabe sitcom writers, just um, you know, failed yeah. sitcom writers, just just <laughs> rerunning lines from the greatest sitcom ever, or the greatest sitcoms ever, or the greatest sort of uh, comedy dramas. If you look at Minder, I mean, it's just so. It makes you just so jealous, really, doesn't it? Of how you took years to think of those and. Uh, you know, I can't even come up with one. No, I know, and it's when well, that's the beauty about Faulty Towers as well, is it? It's the, the the premise that it's set up under is perfect, but also that you've got um, Basil Basil Faulty, you've got um, John Cleese, who was at his absolute prime. He was at his funniest ever at that point. He just he'd just finished um, all the Monty Python stuff just gone to go and do something else and he started this and he really was at his writing prime and his acting prime and everything i mean he's, since then he you know we're, I, I, not very anything mean against john cleese but it's like some people you reach a peak and then you never quite get to that peak again he's never quite been as funny since in my opinion as he was in no definitely Tales. not i mean fish called wonders all right fierce creatures is terrible yeah it is and you know, somebody was, and I won't even mention his name because I don't like him, but somebody was quite critical of him on, mm. on one of his morning breakfast shows on the telly, so yeah. you can probably guess what yeah. I'm talking about. You know, he's, he really doesn't like him. He really doesn't like um, John Cleese, and he's, he says he hasn't been funny since Faulty Towers. But do you know what? That doesn't matter, does it? Oh, no, he still did Faulty Towers. Exactly. Yeah. So there's 12, there's six hours of comic genius there. Yeah. And do you know what? He also did Monty Python. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, you know, in Life of Brian is just probably, so, probably one of the best films ever made. Yeah, so so we can you can let him off, can't you? Because yeah. you can't be that intelligent, can you? And if 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 you go back through all that, you know, if you look at all, even the silent heroes, you know, mm. they, they fell on bad times, you know, yeah. because of obviously moving from silent to talking, and you you know, you can't be that funny all your life no. because it's it's just so hard. I mean, I'm just trying to think of somebody who, who's actually written a sitcom that mm. has gone beyond two three series i suppose it's john sullivan isn't it with only fools and horses well that's but other true than that you're really struggling aren't yeah you? and i mean and some so many fools and horses is fantastic so many fools yeah. and horses is weak being honest it is yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. if you if you watch them again this 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 is why i you know going back to previous podcasts we spoke about minder mm. 
pretty much the Terry McCann years. Yeah, that's it, good solid it's all stuff. Gold. Yeah, that it, is it's good all solid gold. stuff. And there's eight, there's there's eight series, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and. I mean, it is, again, that's casting. It's because you've got Terry and Arthur who work so beautifully together. I mean, it's just absolute perfect casting from those two, particularly Arthur. George Cole is just amazing in that. He's a a comic genius in that. He really is. It's superb. Absolutely. And and learnt from a master. He he lived with Alistair Sims. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, was taken under Alistair Sims' wing. So imagine what he must have learned, all those evening comedies and all those films that he was in. You know, it's, it's just... And you can see that, can't you? I mean, you I think I say in the original podcast we did for Minder that that I, I watched a, an episode of Heartbeat and he turns up in that. He's just fantastic. Well, and all the other actors must have thought, what a great day to be, you know, working oh, absolutely. with this man. I mean, George Cole was in quite a few of the of the later Ealing comedies as well, wasn't he? He was in... Um... God, I can't remember which ones now. He was in, uh, there was a St. Trinian's or something like that he was in. And oh, he's Flash Harry in St. Trinian's. That's it, Flash mean... Harry. That's it. I mean, if you, I, I think we again we said previously, but but um, Terry McCann or Dennis Waterman was was asked, you know, what he thought about George Colby and cast as mm. Arthur, and he said he thought he was too posh because they made an episode of The Sweeney where right. Arthur plays a businessman and he is quite <laughs> posh, but he's just such a versatile actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, it's that's that's kind of like uh, David Jason in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, um, I was reading something yeah. the other day that said David Jason was actually fifth choice. To be um, to be Del Boy, uh, and Jim he just Broadbent got it by pure chance. First, yeah, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, absolutely. There was there was, went on to be was a couple of yeah. yeah, and there was a guy in um, who was in the Bill. who was ahead of him as well. Uh, I can't remember who else there was now. Oh, um, was Robin. Uh, or could have been. Yeah, yeah. could have been. What was what, what, what's the guy's name? I'm thinking of not Robin. Robin. Ah, uh, used to be a like one of those. It not was, Robin Asquith. Yes, Robin Asquith. I think it was wow. was one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was quite an extraordinary range of people, and then eventually, David Jason got it. But again, if you look at the broad range of roles David Jason's done through the years, and of course, coming up to our next episode next week, which is going to be Porridge, David Jason spent a lot of time doing Porridge as well. He did Blanco, Blanco Webb. Yep, Blanco Webb, <laughs> and he was about I don't know what thirty or something like that, and he plays like yeah, an eighty-five-year-old yeah. man. <laughs> Extraordinary. Well, anyway, listen, elves. We've got to we've got to wind up. Um, we've, we have we've, indeed. We've, yes. we've, we've rambled a full episode here. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Is there anything you want to add about the episode that I've just been talking too much to let you say? Well, I I just like the. I mean, even right to the end when when Roger says, you know, great fun, Baz, <laughs> and right at the end he, he looks he looks to Polly, doesn't he, and just says, piece of cake. <laughs> Which it clearly was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you haven't watched this episode for a while, please do so. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, I think I found it on... Did I find it on iPlayer? I found it... Oh, no, it was Netflix I think I might have found it on, but I did, did actually find it on YouTube as well this morning, so you can find it all over the place. Um, but if you've never seen this episode, please go watch it. If you've watched it before, just go rewatch it. You just... It, it's do, you just know, do you know what you can... Sorry. Do mm. you know what you can get it on? You can get it on audio cassette or... or um... Um, CD or whatever, and it's it, it's beautiful without the pictures. Do you know? Well, yeah, that's that's actually a great idea. I'd not thought about that before. It probably gives a complete different feel to the whole thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, that was Faulty Tires. That was um, series two, episode five, which was the anniversary, which Basil forgot. So, Elvis, it's been lovely chatting. As always, Jules. Thanks ever so much for your time. All right, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>